The specials there, a message to you, Rudy, especially for somebody who was born in Coventry. Lee Child, author of the Jack Reacher thriller series, is on the line now. Hello. Hello. Hello, Lee. Hello, Bob. What a great record that is. Yeah, it's terrific, isn't it? And uh, I'd like to talk a bit about your Coventry and Birmingham experience while you're on, before we get to talk about Reacher and the video. Um, well, do you remember much of Coventry when you were born here? <laughs> well, you know, I left Coventry when I was four and three quarters. Do you remember when you were a little kid, it was important yeah. to uh, count the fractions of Absolutely. how old you were as well. So, um, you know, at that age, I just have those usual kid memories, you know, little fragments, like little snapshots of uh, this and that. I can remember our house. I can remember the front garden and the back garden and some of the rooms. And I can remember the some of the factories you know especially at the end of shifts when it seemed to me in my little kid eyes like a million guys would come out on bicycles going home <laughs> i can remember the old ruined cathedral and the new one being built at the same time we would go every saturday and and watch what progress had been made so I don't really have any coherent memories of Coventry, but it's all there as a background, yeah. Yeah, and then you moved to Birmingham. Uh, but in Coventry, you were born in Stashaw, was that right? Uh, yeah, that's right, and lived in a road called Ridgeway Avenue. Right, okay. Um, then you went to Birmingham. Where in Birmingham did you go to? Hansworth Wood was where we went to. My dad was a civil servant, and he, at that time, what they did, as you got promoted up through the ranks, you got moved around every few years. And uh, so he, I was actually, this is probably too much information for the listeners, but I was <laughs> conceived on. in Leicester, born in Coventry, <laughs> and then, then we went to Birmingham. And he would have moved on, um, but we were getting a good education in Birmingham, so we just did Walsall, Wolverhampton, and so on, so that we could stay in the area. Oh, that's great. So um, you were there till you went to university at 18? That's right, yeah, the total formative years, uh, all my schooling and all my teenage years and, uh, you know, all that good stuff. I was a Brummie, yeah. Ah, so uh, in the 60s, did you go to uh, rock bands and folk clubs? Oh, yeah, it was magnificent. I can't tell you how good it was. You know, kids today, they think they've got some cool music. It was nothing like we had. It was fantastic. One amazing thing every week after another. And uh, there was... Clubs, you know, Mother's Club in Erdington, yep. short-lived actually, but had some great bands. We went there, Henry's Blues Club down on Hurst Street, we would go there. And uh, lots of little church halls and things, or village halls here and there, where there would be bands playing. So it was a great scene from that point of view. Any particular bands you remember? Oh, yeah. I saw Pink Floyd at Mother's. I saw this. Uh, we saw. We went to the same place three weeks in a row where the first week it was a band called Earth and it cost two shillings. And then the next week it was still Earth and it cost two shillings. The third week it had gone up to two and six because they changed their name to Black Sabbath. Ah, well, well, well. And Ozzy Osbourne was there as well, I presume. Yeah, and um, I sort of got to know some of those guys later from uh, from Giza Butler became a Reacher fan much later and yeah. so that was nice yeah and very good. of course Zeppelin we saw at their first tour at the Birmingham Town Hall and so on it was just a great period for music it really was well I was I'm, I'm 10 years older than you and uh, I was a Birmingham lad lived in Hall Green and went to Mosley Grammar you went to King Edwards but uh, the t 10 years back the bands in that time were people like uh, The Move The Applejacks 
um, even um, what was it else was I thinking of? Uh, Carl Wayne and the Vikings. Carl Wayne joined the the move and so on. It was those yeah, I remember bands. the move. I yeah. saw them in, uh, I can't remember where, but it was a really nice evening. Yeah, it was a great band. That brings us nicely to Reacher with uh, uh, people saying there someone was a fan. You started the Reacher books after you were redundant from Granada Television. How come you started the book like that? Killing Floor, amazing. Well, it was, uh, you know, people ask what was my motivation, and, and I had two. One was fear, and the other was hunger. You know, <laughs> I was out of work. It had, to, it had to be a success. I had no other op- options. And uh, it was a question of you just threw yourself into it in a, in a kind of frenzy, and that's what came out. Well, it was a remarkable frenzy, because if anything, when you read the first book, Killing Floor, and then you read book 26, which came out last October, you can see that he was fully formed in the first book. He was, yeah. And um, as a matter of fact, as a coincidence, tomorrow is 25 years since uh, Killing Floor first came out. And in a way, I'm really, I'm really happy that uh, it started well and then it kept going well. You know, it didn't mm-hmm. get any worse. Uh, the first book was good and, and they were all of a similar level. And that cheers me up in a lot of ways because uh, to get your first book to a good standard is difficult. But then on the other hand, it makes me depressed. I think, what? I didn't ever get any better. <laughs> oh, you all oh, that good. But Killing Floor was something special, I must say. Uh, how much of you is in Reacher? Well, a lot, really. I mean, there's sort of trivial insider jokes, you know, like we share the same birthday and we share the same tastes and <laughs> things like that. But um, I think in general, it's not possible to write fiction without putting a lot of yourself into it, yeah. especially a, a series that revolves around one character. You've, you've got to give it some reality. And the only real reality that you deeply know is yourself. And so, yeah, the quick way of saying it is Reacher is me if I could get away with it. <laughs> if, I, if I lived in a fictional universe where yeah. there was no consequences to what I did Uh, you know which means it's wish fulfillment this is what I wish I could do and happily a lot of other people wish they could do it as well that's why he's so popular agreed what about the street fighting well that was Birmingham stuff you know (laughs) and and people find it grotesque now but you know if you're one of the few people in the world older than me you probably remember it society was inarticulate and it was uh fairly simple and brutal and if you had a dispute with somebody especially when you were a kid it would usually be fighting (laughs) uh you know that's how it was and it seemed normal to me and i was very good at it and so it was no problem oh excellent now then some of your time you spent with stratford uh upon uh, in stratford upon avon with the royal shakespeare theater i gather I did, yeah. I loved that. Uh, I loved the theatre. I went uh, sort of by accident. My mother took me, and I went very reluctantly when I was about nine. And But I was spellbound by it, and so I became obsessed with theatre from that point on. And uh, when I could, when I was old enough, like, you know, 16, 17, I, would, uh, I went down there and just knocked on the door and said, is there some, something you can let me do to help out? You know, these days they would call it work experience or intern or something like that. But back then there was no formal system for it. I was just a kid hanging around. And, um, yeah, you know, I helped out with a few things. They were very patient with me. And uh, I loved every minute of it. Great. And did that help uh, years later getting involved with the Reacher video? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think anything that introduces you to an audience, I mean, you're the same thing doing this right now. You know, you're conscious you've got an audience. Mm. There's no point in doing it unless the audience is enjoying it. Mm. And you learn that very early. So everything is geared to not yourself. It's not about how cool you are. It's about is the audience having a good time? And uh, you can learn that through many different avenues and theater and then television was how I learned it and then books. And now Reacher on Television is sort of full circle. Well, it's a super brilliant. Alan Richardson is brilliant as Reacher, absolutely brilliant. Are you pleased? He is, isn't he? Yeah, you're pleased. (laughs) I'm pleased, yeah. He was a lucky find and uh, he really does it well. And uh, fortunately, we got him signed up forever. So as long as it runs, he'll be Reacher. Oh, well, the ultimate question then is uh, number two, when? Yeah, they, uh, you know, number one, you never know. We thought it was great. We were very happy with it while we were making it. But you never know until the audience has had its say. And the, re- the reception was overwhelming. It was a big mm. hit. And uh, so, yeah, it's renewed now for a second season. Excellent. And we'll be starting thinking about that very soon. That's great news. And uh, just uh, to... <laughs> what They've got the yeah, your book 26, Better Off Dead, coming out in paperback uh, the end of this month. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then you've got uh, number 27, No Plan B, at the end of uh, October. Yep, it's a relentless yearly schedule, and, uh, you know, that's what readers want. They want a sort of reliable thing at at the same time of year, and and they look forward to it. And I've certainly experienced that as a reader myself. I just couldn't wait for my favourite books to come out. Absolutely, that's right, Lee, absolutely right. That's great. Lee, uh, thank you very much for coming on and talking on the show. It's a pleasure to have you here. And uh, it's nice to hear someone talk about Birmingham and Coventry in the way you have done as well. Are you coming up for the City of Culture? I hope to, yeah. I hope there's going to be something I can join in with. So uh, let me say, I hope to see you all. And thanks, Bob. And thanks for everybody in uh, listening in Coventry. It's a great old city, and uh, I will never forget it. Okay, and I'm going to play out Norman Greenbaum's Spirit in the Sky, because it's one of the tracks on the video, isn't it? It, it is. Uh, it's a background to a particularly brutal fight. <laughs> yeah. Thanks again, Lee. Lovely to talk to you. Bye-bye now. Cheers, cheers Bob. Bye.